Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Stephen and Greg as we talk about all the upcoming action in the AFC and NFC Championship games. A couple of great matchups, Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. A little discrepancy on the good quarterbacks versus bad quarterbacks here, but these games both look to be phenomenal. Uh, I cannot wait to watch. Before we go into that, we talk about uh, the divisional round losers. So the Bills, of course, big, 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 big loser. The Packers, the Bucks, and the Texans. Some have bright futures, some don't. But anyways, it's a great episode. I have a, f- I have some technical difficulties. I'll be honest. Comcast, I got it. I got a new Comcast subscription. Trying to lower my bill. Trying to nickel and dime Comcast, and I think they might have screwed with my internet. I think they're tampering with me to, to screw with me and give me to pay more money. I pay Comcast about $2,500 a year. I get ripped off. So I'm trying I'm trying to penny pinch. But hey, it's Comcast. Listen, fix my internet, please. I don't know how it's going to sound through, but I know that I was told I had some technical difficulties. So either Greg's line or I sound bad at, at, mo- at moments. So we're going to see. Bear with me as I go through this transition into uh, cheaper internet, I guess. But Anyways, not supposed to be cheaper. I got rid of cable, but whatever. Anyways, without further ado, football is coming. We have three games left this season, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait. Here is Steven. And Greg! Hello, Steven. Hello, Greg. How are you doing on this beautiful late January night? Is it cold out there? It's it's thirty seven. Not that cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, I'm doing it's great. Nice. How are you doing, Greg? Doing good. It's a balmy. I think thirty eight, thirty nine out. We got the rain coming down, and uh, it feels pretty tropical out there for a Spokane boy <laughs> that's seen far worse in the middle of January. I and, wore a Hawaiian uh, shirt today. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Do not blame you. Sunglasses. Yeah, Birkenstocks. Now you got that. Now you got that ugly Patriots pullover on, which uh, I think I'd prefer the Hawaiian shirt, honestly. I can put the Hawaiian shirt back on. Let me let, me, let let's restart this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Video component. <laughs> to see this. Uh, well, then there were four. We're down to the final three games of the NFL season. Of course, the championship Sunday, the Sunday, and then a week break, and then the granddaddy of them all, the Super Bowl. Uh, let's talk about the teams that lost in the divisional round real quick. Autopsy on them, and then go on to the 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 big games this week. We could be pretty brief on these. Um, the Texans. It was actually it was thirteen ten at the half, right? Or was it ten ten at the half? They came out. Um, it's tied up. Yeah, ten all. Yeah, and um, they they came out. You know, looking somewhat. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, my my internet's like all wonky. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. They came out like uh, looking like their defense was going to be able to do something against Lamar. It looked like the rust really hit the Ravens at the start, and um, that it all changed in the second half, where the Ravens' defense basically didn't let Stroud get anything done on them, and Lamar ran all over them and threw all over them, and so it was kind of a blowout. Uh, where do we think the Texans go? I think they just keep building around C.J. Stroud. He's obviously extremely talented. Uh. I was a little upset at the end of the game because I had Stroud over 34 and a half passing attempts. And there was like six minutes left with the Ravens having the ball. I'm like, oh, he's going to throw three more times. That's three downs. And then they ran it. They ran the clock out. <laughs> so, but, 
in all honesty, he's he's one of the greatest rookie QBs I've ever watched. And um, Tank Dell healthy next year. They have a lot of cap space, a lot of room to improve. And uh, I'm excited to see because it's actually pretty awesome when there's new players contending and being good. So like the Texans, you know, I know we remember the Matt Schaub years, but they were never really contender <laughs> during those times. So this actually seems like this can be a long-term thing. And uh, uh, D'Amico Ryans is a phenomenal coach. They knocked it out of the park with that hire. So what do you guys think about the Texans? Do you think there's uh, any negativity there or all positive vibes? Rookie quarterback, rookie coach. Uh, they nailed their two first picks with because Will Anderson was oh, yeah. amazing as well. And he's to get more props. Uh, so they nailed their draft picks. So I think they're kind of hard to not evaluate those two guys highly, but I think they know what they're doing there. I think they're building a good team. If they could just get Shroud maybe a little more help on the line um, and upgrade the defense a little bit, they could actually be maybe they're everyone's thinking the Jags, but maybe that's their division win for the next, you know, tenure of CJ Shroud in, in Texas. Yeah, he's great. Um, Greg? Yeah, I think they I've never seen a turnaround so quick, especially with a rookie quarterback coming in. Um, I think it may be hard to keep their offensive coordinator around and I know he's getting a lot of looks. So we'll see what what it looks like next year. I really think they're moving in the right direction. Obviously, I don't have a lot to add to what Steven said. He's on the money on everything. So um, D'Amico Ryans has just been absolutely fantastic. I love seeing him have success. And um, I think they are definitely going to be a playoff contender next year too. Yeah. Harder schedule, but I, I agree. I agree with everything. I think CJ Stroud's a real deal. So it's going to be entertaining. Next up, the youngest team in the NFL, the Packers, who um, honestly probably should have beat the 49ers. It, they had a lot of chances against Brock Purdy. Uh, and God, Jordan Love just threw that. He 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 just threw the patented Brett Favre crossbody interception to end the game. So what that tells me is a few things. It tells me that they found their QB of the future, and uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be okay. If I if I was if I was a Packers fan, I'd be ecstatic with the season that they had. Um, they have money, they have the QB, uh, just like CJ Stroud, Jordan Love, especially the last like seven eight weeks of the year of the season was, if not if not the best quarterback in football, a top five at the, at the, at the very, at the very worst. So um, it's, it's a, again, just like the Texans, all things are pointing up. I don't think anybody expected the Packers to be in this situation. And uh, the fact that they were, you know, a drive away from beating the the team that throughout the entire season, we thought was going to be in the Super Bowl, uh is impressive. And they, they throttled the Cowboys the week before. So they're going to have a new defensive coordinator. They fired Joe Barry, even though he kind of got um, kind of hot the last couple of weeks. He was calling good defenses, but I understand his season of work was not good. So uh, I like this Packers team. I think they're going to win the division next year. I like that. Thank you. Are the Lions not leaving their division, though? I don't know. I think they're losing. Uh, I think they're losing their offensive coordinator and I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah. And the Lions, the Lions are a bit fraudulent in my opinion. I mean, I'm not saying they're not a good team, but they kind of remind me of the Vikings. Uh, I think it was last year mm -hmm. where they had a, a bunch of like one score games that just kind of bounced their way. Um, I, I think 
Detroit has been the beneficiary of a lot of luck. And also, if you just um, kind of parse that out to the 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 two playoff games they've had, um, I don't know that game against the Bucks. The Bucks outplayed them in pretty much every box score you could look at. Like Baker had 350 yards. I think that was a hundred more than Goff had. Um, obviously, he had to throw it. They don't have a run game. What's that? Baker was balling out. He was. He was tossing them. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I I just think that there's going to be a real um, real awakening in uh, Santa Clara come Sunday when they they play a team that's going to be ready for them. I think. But um, mm, San Francisco, yeah. they're woke. I see. I like that. Uh, yeah, I think they've woken up. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, no, Detroit's been been impressive but getting back to green bay like we we're talking about um it's it's amazing to see jordan love finally get to play and we kind of forgot about him but he was the same draft class as you know jalen hurts right like he's been mm-hmm. he's been in hibernation learning for a long time just getting familiar with lafleur getting familiar with what the system is going to give him and what he's expected to do and you see the benefit of that uh, i think about halfway through the season he started to click and it, it all kind of the game speed came became manageable for him he adjusted to what the nfl um, expects of you if you're going to be successful and and he just kind of went on a tear and it was awesome to see and i look forward to watching him for several years to come yeah uh what's not to love huh uh then uh we have uh the bucks I don't know about this Bucks team. I had some PTSD with how Todd Bowles coached it with the last season of Brady. I mean, not calling a timeout at the end of the game that were they were the Lions kind of mismanaged the clock. At least give yourself a chance. I don't know what he was what he was doing. And then he didn't not going for it on fourth down. Um at, at one I, I think they're on the 40 yard line, fourth and one, where it was kind of uh I think it was maybe the second quarter, but still it's like you're the you're you're a big underdog on the road in a playoff game. You had to take those risks it's you can't play you can't play uh scared and i think todd bowles is not the coach to lead this team to greatness baker mayfield's renaissance was is awesome i mean he he was playing practice squad defensive end you know for for the panthers last year at one point so that's really cool uh i really wonder what they're gonna do they have cap issues uh the fact that they even got here won a playoff game i know it's against the eagles and the eagles are really stinky but the fact that they were, you know, like what Greg just said, in a position to beat the Lions, and they uh, they kind of squandered that. It's impressive. So again, I'm happy with the Bucks. I always have a soft spot in my heart because of how they took care of my my boy Tommy, and uh, I just don't know how they're going to be next year. Again, that division's very winnable. The Falcons are probably going to be the favorite, no matter who they bring in as coach is going to be better than Arthur Smith, whether it's Belichick or Vrabel or one of the offensive guys, but. Um, it's a definitely winnable division for every team involved, except for probably the Panthers next year. And so um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be competitive. Baker probably is going to stay. If I'm them, I try to keep Mike Evans. He had a kind of up and down playoff stretch the last two games, but uh, he's still, you don't want to let him walk for no reason. So uh, we'll see what they do. I don't have a strong opinion on them. I think they will be in contention, but that division's just, I don't know if I could, if it's ever going to be taken seriously with the talent there. What do you think, uh, Steve? 
strong opinions on the Bucks? Yeah, I don't really don't think <laughs> not very strong opinions on this team. Yeah, they they have a chance to win the division. I, I think what they did this year is like their ceiling. And much as I like Baker and this team, I don't really think that puts them over the edge of being that team. So good job. You might win a couple more salves, but I don't think it's going to really matter. <laughs> okay. And Greg? Well, I think Baker is definitely coming back. And if they get Baker and Evans back, uh, I mean, you're never out of contention in the NFC South. Uh, and I don't know what's happening with Atlanta. There's going to be a lot of moving parts there. I think, you know, we'll wait and see what quarterback they decide to pick up in free agency or draft um, and what coach they end up with. Um, but uh, I like the Bucks. I think they're a tough team. They, they had a pretty good D this, this year. I know the defense is getting a little bit older. So, you know, maybe there's some, like you said, some cap issues that are going to hit there with uh, some of the veterans, the big names, and, you know, maybe some guys retire in the offseason. But I don't know. As Steven has alluded to, they're just kind of a team that is pretty middling every year, and I don't mm -hmm. necessarily anticipate that changing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Baker had an exceptional year, but we know he is he is prone to some variance um, year to year, uh, sometimes wild variance. But I will say, you know, for as much credit Flacco got this year leading the Browns into the playoffs, man, if you just hold on to Baker, like if you just held on to him, I think uh, I think he could have done the exact same thing. So um, so for whatever that's worth, I mean, the Bucks will, I think, be in contention to win the NFC South again and, you know, probably bounce in the early playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm excited for it. Next season's going to be wild. Um, I think one team that won't be in contention will be this last team we're going to talk about, the Buffalo Bills, who I think have missed their window. And um, they are in such cap hell. Diggs is basically a non-factor of the past, um, honestly, probably the past eight weeks of the season. I mean, I don't know how they, uh, I don't know how they can, bring him back. I'm sure he's going to ask for, I'm sure he's going to ask out. He's asked out before it won't be the first time. So uh, I just think that this team was built to beat the chiefs and the fact that they failed at home, basically the fourth straight year. I know they lost once to the Bengals, but it's just a team that I don't see um, really being back in this spot. Josh Allen, he could be great. Um, it's not really his fault that they lost to the chiefs, but at the end of the day, it's more a lot of people are trying to say that this is like a Tom Brady Peyton Manning thing with uh, him and Mahomes. It's more like a Tom Brady Philip Rivers thing. And so uh, I don't know if they ever get it done. I can't believe Sean McDermott hasn't been fired yet. At some point, you need to make the change. And uh, if they if they actually they should be just trying their heart out to get Belichick to go there or to get uh, or to get Vrabel to go there because. They're actually, I'm not even saying Sean McDermott's a bad coach by any by any means. He's he's fine, but at some point you make the change because this roster is built to win 10 to 13 games every year. Uh you need somebody that can actually lead the ship. And I don't think I think you've seen the last, you know, seven years of McDermott and the last five years with Josh Allen being what he is. And it's like, hey, maybe we bring in a new coach. And uh 
that's kind of my only suggestion. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen, at least in this window, maybe in 2027 or 2028 when we're talking about it. But I think that this the window's kind of closed and uh, they benefit from being in a division that I think their only r- real rival is the Dolphins, but um, at least for the next year. But at the end of the day, it's like, how many times are we going to see the same thing? It's time for a change. Steve? Yeah, I know Bass is getting all the all the hatred because everyone already hates kickers anyways. But that last yeah. drive, Josh Allen made a ton of bonehead plays, missed digs <laughs> on the crossing route that could have got him a first down and got him closer. To the Bass Diggs had a bad play. drop, though, there in the end zone. Like an actual drop that's like – it's like throwing the game type drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that good. yeah. Yeah. A couple of ways, but the basketing, although you, everyone complains about kickers, but maybe don't put the game in the kicker's hand. Maybe that might, that might help uh, out too. So no, this team is, this team's done for. I don't like this team. <laughs> Bully Josh <Greg>. Allen. <laughs> Josh. Tired. What do you think, Greg? Um, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think, as you've alluded to, Sterling, the Super Bowl window is closing very fast, and it may be shut at this point. Um, And I think when you've got a kind of mini diva wide receiver like Stefan Diggs, who's always begging for more action and give me the ball when it matters, and you see him drop that, I think it was a touchdown if he grabbed it because mm-hmm. there was nobody back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets that. It's it's over. Like, good, goodbye. Like, we finally beat the Chiefs. And it reminds me of um, when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl to the Pats. I think it's one of those moments where it's kind of a, a catalyst for maybe some serious change where they actually have to go, okay, like, we were built to beat the Chiefs. We can never seem to beat the Chiefs, even when Pat has 13 seconds on the clock. We can't figure it out. So the NFL changed the overtime rules basically for us to have a better shot. And I mean, they did it for other reasons, obviously. It wasn't just for the Bills. But, um, you know, they built this entire unit around that that potentiality of playing the Chiefs and beating the Chiefs, and they can't ever do it. And, you know, it didn't come – I mean, yeah, Bass should have kicked that thing through. We knew which way the wind was going. He's got to adjust for it. He didn't adjust at all. It was a pretty bad miss, but it wasn't his fault. Like you said, Stephen, there was a lot of missed passes uh, before that big drop by Stefan. And, you know, they put themselves in a weird position. And then to McDermott, um, the fake punt, what what was that? Oh, my God. Like, That's actually why I wanted to even do this segment. I didn't even bring up DeMar Hamlin. I couldn't what, believe what, what I was seeing. What are we doing? He wanted like, a moment. The... He didn't want to win the game. He wanted to make a moment. That made no oh, well, sense. Great, great moment. Like, yeah, let's turn on the Hallmark Channel. Like, when we get a chance. Like, this is insane. Like, you have way too much time on the clock to do this, and they got saved because the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, ended up fumbling it through the end zone. And so, you know, you got basically a just a absolutely gift wrapped touchback. Yeah, but it shouldn't have ever been even in the realm of possibilities like you, you're trying to be too smart mcdermott and you're not that smart like just punt the ball yeah that's like a winning formation play and they did it in the middle of the game oh when yeah. i when i they said did yeah when i when i'm saying mcdermott should be fired for the lack of uh the lack of 
anything beating the Chiefs wise, like in, in the playoffs. The truth is doing that, it's fourth down. You have you have the best running quarterback in football. Like a linebacker, he's Cam Newton with an arm, with a better arm. Like, so Lamar might be a better runner, but it's close. But the thing is, if it's fourth and three, fourth and five, and you're going for it, don't trick play it. Just go with Josh Allen and do a QB draw. Just do that because it's a better chance of that. And, and the player 100%. you're giving it to is Demar Hamlin, which is awesome that he's playing football this year. I'm happy that he that he made a comeback. But what are they doing? I could not believe that. You should. You. I was very irate when that happened. Um. Golly. Yeah. Honestly, just just go for it on fourth down, like you said. Just go for it. Yeah. Don't try to fake them out with your formation. That's not going to win. You yeah. know, trot Josh out there, throw the ball, run it, whatever. Anything, anything would have been better than what they did. Yeah, it wasn't even a good fake either. <laughs> literally, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even like a good like. It was literally like a scripted like. That's what they're taught to watch. If the ball's hiked to somebody, um, not the punter. It wasn't even like yeah. genius or like a good bl- yeah, whatever. Okay, so the team that's actually in the best chance, the best shape to be good is the team we're all down on, which is the Bills. They have the they have the QB, they have a roster, they had a lot of injuries, but yeah, it's it's just the money is a factor and the coaching. So we'll see what happens. But hey, let's talk about the team still alive. How about that? Uh we start noon in Baltimore. The Kansas City Chiefs are strolling on in there. Mahomes versus Lamar. What are you saying, Greg? Would you like to You you have not reviewed uh our previous records? from last week or oh, given a running total okay. playoff records, which I feel like yeah, is a, a yeah. listener. What's the housekeeping? Yeah, Greg, the housekeeping Greg you are eight and two in the playoffs. Bravo. Thank you. Including a four, four and a week last week. Steve, you. you went three and one to bring your running total to four and six. And me, over here went two and two to bring my grand total to four and six as well. So, uh, Greg, I think you've wrapped up the playoff picks. Congratulations. I don't think we can come back. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think, you. I think it's, I think it's mathematically over. I so. don't think so. Um, uh, so good job. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for interrupting me and, uh, getting bragging a little bit. I, I, I love a good braggadocious <laughs> Greg. I love a good braggadocious Greg. Um, first game is. Oh, thank you. Chiefs Ravens. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. It was three. It's gone up. I don't think it's going to go up from there. Um, I actually have a really, I think, well thought out take on this. I'm going to try. I'm. Gonna, I we can expand on these a lot, but I think the Ravens are going to win this game pretty handedly. I think this is Chiefs Bucks 2.0 from the Super Bowl a few years ago, where Mahomes is going to be running for his life the entire time. The Ravens have one of the best defenses of the last 10 years, and it's solid on all fronts. Um, the fact that the Chiefs are facing the injuries, um, the injury luck that they had against the Bills, basically, in this game, it just has it has a mirror picture of where I don't really see how the Chiefs can stop Baltimore, and I don't think they're going to be too successful on offense. If I'm picking the Chiefs, it's for one reason, one reason only. It's that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And that's a total rational reason to pick them. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, hate on it whatsoever. But in my opinion, I think that the Ravens are the best team in football. Uh, the fact with weighing on top that the Chiefs have so many injuries to key spots, um, their interior line is hurt. 
uh, their, their tackles um, are pretty shaky anyways. Uh, they're healthy, but the fact that the interior line is injured is going to even put more pressure on them to be able to stop the, the pass rushers from the edge. Uh, Willie Gay, he's probably going to give it a go, but he got hurt twice last game, and he's the QB spy against Lamar. I think Lamar has a big game. I'm looking at Lamar props. Love him. Love him. I did very well last week in props. I went two and two in games, but the props were were kicking ass. So just, just to toot my own horn because Greg wanted to toot his. Steve, you want to toot a horn? I didn't have no horn to toot. Yep, toot that. I horn. got no horn this week. Eh, you tooted a horn right there. Uh I like I like everything about the Ravens here. Uh the case if Lamar comes out shaky, it can happen. I just don't see how Kansas City's offense is really able to put up a lot of points. The over-under in this game is 44 and a half. That's not high. I kind of still like the under just because of um just because of the fact that I think this is going to be a low, lower score in affair with the Chiefs not I think the Chiefs are going to want to have long sustained drives. Uh Rasheed Rice also got hurt twice um last game. I think he's going to play, but all these injuries do add up and at some point they're going to be relying on McCole Hardman and you saw what happened when that when they had to in the Bills game. Uh fumbled out of the end zone and I think he fumbled twice actually in that game and lost one and had negative yards. So I'm all in on the Ravens here. Three and a half's risky. I might want to say buy it down to three. I think that's minus 130, though, so you're really giving heavy juice there. But um, I think the Ravens win. A bet I really like in this game is Ravens' first half minus three. I think if they win the game, they'll win the first half. You can probably same game parlay Ravens' first half Ravens game at, at plus money or something like that. But um, I haven't looked. I've not bet anything yet. I'm going to the casino on Friday or Saturday to put my bets in. But I'm going to bet on the Ravens. I think this Ravens team is one of the better rosters constructed um, in the last decade. And maybe this, maybe this entire um, century, maybe the turn of the millennium, Greg, how about that? Uh, Lamar just cannot have a terrible game. And I think they can cruise to victory here. This Kansas city team, bravo way to get here. I picked against you both games, but I think that uh, I think the, the Cinderella story ends here. And uh, I think this will be, Travis Kelsey's last NFL game. That's my bold prediction. Uh, Greg, what do you think happens in KC Baltimore? Oh, you're not going to throw it to Steven first, huh? I did throw it to Steve. Did I throw it to you? No, you got all the games. You said Greg. Greg. Oh, sorry, Steve. I'm Steven. I'm tired. No, I stand until 6 a.m. this time playing 10. I'm watching tennis. I'm playing tennis. But I do feel Greg. No, I yeah, defer to you, Steven. It's your turn. Mean, it's your... Oh, okay. I go okay, last. Okay. I go last. All right. Yeah. Well, there's two things on this podcast. I always pick the Broncos, and I always pick against the Chiefs. And that's going to stay true for this pick as well. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I think the only thing, maybe maybe two things that the, that the Chiefs have over the Ravens. It's quarterback, and I think the running backs are a little better. Uh, Travis Kelty is not that good. So well, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I think they match up insanely well um so i'm gonna take ravens here i hope patrick Mahomes is running for his life uh i want to see some different people in the super bowl um except i'm gonna have to keep seeing that annoying thing uh if the 49ers also make it that they the nfl's rigged and it, the color tell you who's gonna be in the super bowl oh, stop sharing that shit that's just that that's worse than uh fantasy football punishments i hate those too anytime i see those Two least favorite things we see on social media. 
I know. NFL's rigged and <laughs> fantasy football punishments. I love a good fantasy football punishment, though. We need to add one. Um, Greg? Well, it is an interesting conspiracy theory. I watched YouTube on that uh, last night, Stephen. And it is, I mean, at least the last three years, it does have kind of an interesting through line. For those that may not be aware of the finer points of this, the Super Bowl logo comes out. It's got two different colors on it, generally. And the years, the last three years, it's had the two teams that have played in the Super Bowl, their colors. The color that's on the bottom is the team that has won. The color that's on the top is the team that has lost. Um, and so, yeah, the colors this year are purple and red, which implies pretty much the Ravens and I guess the 49ers at this point, obviously. Um, could have been the Bucks. Yeah, it could have been the Bucks. They were they were ready for the Bucks. Um, so I I don't hate Patrick Mahomes as much as either of you do. Um, I don't I hate actually Patrick like Mahomes. him. I, I hate the Chiefs. Okay. okay, yeah, and I don't I don't I'm ambivalent about the Chiefs. I I have no personal animosity there. Um, but I've been an NFC fan. I know you're a Broncos fan, so um, there's probably different stuff going on in, in your personal life uh, regarding the Chiefs, but um, no, just I really, Missouri. oh, fair enough. Yeah, I, I can, I can respect that. I got nothing against Missouri. Um, wow. Nothing against Missouri, huh? Not really. I, I mean, I think they were part of the Confederacy. Not... I might be wrong, but yeah, yeah probably. Probably. You prefer Missouri. I, 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 I just, <laughs> So you want okay. to re- rephrase um, that? I've moved on. I mean, yeah. the Confederacy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going that far back. I, I have not spent any time in Missouri, so I really don't have an opinion to form where, there. Where was Greg during 1863? Oh my gosh, I was, I was on the right side of things, boys. Okay, I was fighting for freedom and equality. And you know, the funny thing about the civil rights yeah, for states, uh, right? The Civil War. <laughs> um, the Civil War really like gets blown out of proportion (laughs) as far as what it's about like we all think it was all about ending slavery it was actually more about enhancing capitalism believe it or not i know that doesn't sound like our country but um, oh yeah slavery was just (laughs) (laughs) thanks professor Um, anyways we have really gotten off track here so i'm going to try to steer this back to uh the chiefs versus baltimore steer back so what i said steer steer back. back Here we go. Let's do a U-turn. Back on track. Okay. Um, so I think this game would be a lot easier to pick um, on the Ravens' end if it were three or under. That three and a half is absolutely frightening, and it all has to do with Patrick Mahomes. Um, the other side of that is I do understand there is some injuries on both sides of Kansas City's um, offense defense. But the way that they play generally under Spagnolo um, is a lot of cover zero. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cover zero that they play. Um, and they like to blitz too. And I think that they're going to absolutely blitz the living daylights out of Lamar and just try to shut down the possibility of runs. So the spy doesn't matter because they're not going to have a spy, or at least the one that they intended to have. And when Lamar was getting blitzed in that first half against the Texans, D'Amico was throwing it. I mean, it was every play almost. And we saw the result of that. It was tied up at the half. 
Now, for whatever reason, they laid off of that in the second half. And Lamar started to, you know, shot off on these big runs. And obviously, they opened that game wide open. I don't think you're going to see that against the 49ers. I think they're going to keep the blitz going at a pretty healthy rate all game long. Um, and getting back to cover zero, um, which quarterback in the NFL is worst against cover zero on EPA? Like absolute dead last. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to say it's Bailey Zappi. No, it's actually Lamar Jackson. Um, oh. I don't think that there's enough of a sample size for Bailey Zappi. <laughs> oh, be he would have been if there was enough sample size. He would have yeah, been. Yeah, probably, probably. But Lamar really struggles against cover zero. And you're going to see a whole big dose of that uh, against the Chiefs. So, um, and then the baseline of my whole like prognostication here is it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, like we were talking about in the pre show, he's kind of like the LeBron James. Like, he's just, can do so many different things and he elevates everybody out there. And if they play a perfect game, this is going to be really, really close game. I don't see it going three points one way or the other. Um, now, obviously, I could be wrong and something happens poorly for the Chiefs, but if they play turnover free ball um, and they, you know, maybe get a, a lucky pick or something or, you know, a turnover from the other side against Baltimore, I could see this being really close. And I think. I agree with you, Sterling. I think this will be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be closer to like a 40-point total. I think they're going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of very conservative play calling, I think, in that first half while they, you know, feel each other out because they haven't played each other this year. Um, but you better believe Andy Reid's going to have a game plan and, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to be coming out and, 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 and throwing some stuff at Lamar that he is not expecting. And don't forget, this is a team that lost to the Steelers twice this year. They lost to the Browns. They can be beat. And Andy Reid's going into that den in his house. And if there's anybody in the NFL that has a den, it's Andy Reid. You know, he's just down there in the den. He's got a burger, and he's going over game tape. And uh, he's coming up with that that beautiful concoction that he's going to throw out on the field on Sunday. I'm excited for this game. I'm really. I think this is going to be a much better game than the San Francisco Detroit game. But, um, yeah, I'm going with uh, Baltimore. Or sorry, sorry. Kansas City Chiefs cheese. plus three and a half. This got, up, this got up to four earlier today. Did it? Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So we'll see where it lands. But I will just say the second Pittsburgh loss, nobody was playing. That was the last week of the season. So No, that's fair. That's like, fair. I'm not, but they did lose in a, like, a normal regular season game that they – Yeah, yeah, you know, they lost were... week five. So yeah. every game – Honestly, for both these, both the one seeds, Baltimore and San Francisco, it's basically either been outright losses or blowouts. Like spread, I don't think spread matters really much in either of these games. If you think Kansas City covers three and a half, you probably should think they're going to win the game. And same with Detroit. Oh yeah, spread a little different because it's a higher spread. But um, if you're, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, you get the free points, but you can, I would also bet money line if you're taking the Chiefs. I don't hate the chiefs like in a way that it comes off as like, I know I've, I've looked at as a, a, a Mahomes hater. I think Mah it's good that I hate Mahomes because that means I respect his greatness. It's similar to my distaste for Steph Curry because I like LeBron. Um, I just think I don't, I don't hate Steph Curry, but I oh, do I'm not, hate I'm not the asking, fact that I'm not asking you to hate Steph Curry. Let me talk. Let me talk real quick. Yeah. You should hate Steph Curry for one thing. 
which is he made fashionable like i'm gonna take my mouth guard and like chew on it out here and now everybody does that like it's the coolest thing like anybody wants to see it like Mahomes does it now and mm -hmm. it, it just needs to stop just leave the mouth guard in take it out and put it away in your little retainer cup or whatever okay just stop it nobody wants to see it okay thank you for that time let's get back on track Skirt! um <laughs> i do i the reason i bring up basketball in any sense is because you actually brought up lebron james and uh how he makes everybody around him better i have only one question for you what's lebron james's final record greg his four rings, what's it, six losses? I'm sorry, your internet keeps glitching out. I didn't even hear that. Sorry, uh -oh. your internet bandwidth is, like, bad. Yeah. You know what? Like I just restructured my agreement with Xfinity a couple days ago, and now it's all on the fritz. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I see. Ooh. <sighs> I see screwing is. you. I know. Good old Comcast. Um, what I said was, you brought up LeBron James. You invoked the king's name um, to defend Patrick Mahomes as a, as a rising tide. But I, okay, he, he doesn't need any. What's LeBron James first finals record, okay. Greg? Let's hear that one. <laughs> okay. How many <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not getting into this basketball analogy. I just said he elevates his entire team. He took the Cavaliers to the finals and won one. Like a team that probably shouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Like Le LeBron's uh, I know I know how you feel about LeBron and all that, and that's fine. I like LeBron. But you know, but I know, but you you compare him negatively to some other players. And I don't want to go down this road. This is an NFL podcast. But Larry Bird. the analogy the analogy was he elevates everybody and he also just does stuff that nobody else can do. Like No, LeBron. I know. I was so. I was making a joke. I do think I do think that Mahomes and LeBron, I, I can see how you're doing that. Um I will say. I will say dude, your internet is bad. You gotta pay you gotta pay Comcast some money, dude. It's uh I think it might my bill back to what it was i don't know can you say that again i couldn't hear it oh jesus christ okay well we're we're two so can you hear me now am i okay are you are you are you are you coming in from the past are you on dsl now what's going on oh jesus steve is it this bad i'm okay well you know what you we're gonna cut out a couple few times for me too okay well we're gonna take a quick break we come back we'll talk uh the other game so we are back. Okay, we are back. I fixed my internet partially, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, pretty much last game. Steve and I are on the Ravens. Greg is on the Chiefs. I think it'll be a good game. I do think the Ravens kill him. But fun game to see Mahomes running for his life. Like he did against the Bucks. That's my that's my takeaway. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a lot of props on that game. I'm gonna play a lot of props on this game we're about to talk about. Last week my props went. I think seven and one or six and two. There's one that one that is questionable. We'll see. It was longest completion and it was very close by Brock Purdy. I think it missed, but we'll see what the kiosk says. Um, anyways, this next game, Greg is really into this one. This is one of this is his bet of the year, I think, is what he's gonna say here. Um, we got the Lions at the 49ers. The 49ers are seven point favorites. I think it opened at six, got up or six and a half, sorry, got up to seven and a half. Now down to seven. I think it stays at seven. A lot of this game hinges on, I think, my first my first analysis is, is there any weather? Because if it is raining, if it is cold, there's not supposed to be weather. But if there is any weather, look for the under. Because both Goff and Purdy have small hands. Comparatively, like I have extremely small hands. So they have they would 
be able to, they're Wimby Yama to me, but for an NFL quarterback, they have small hands and uh, inclement weather. I, you, it's starting to really matter because as quarterbacks are not any more six, four, uh, six, five, like physical freaks, they're becoming more normal height, American height, like the average, like five, 10, five, 11 hand size. It really matters, especially in cold weather. And we're seeing it with two. we saw it with Brock Purdy last week to where it's like, it's not easy to grip the football. Um, there's not supposed to be weather here. So actually what I'm saying, the most important thing in this game to me is if Debo Samuel plays, cause you saw how you see throughout the season, how reliant Brock Purdy is on him. I know you have Kittle. I know you obviously have McCaffrey's and an offensive player of the year in Ayuk, but Debo is his fail safe. Signs are looking good that Debo will play. Um, will he be hundred percent? Probably not. But if he plays, I still think that's all that matters. Cause as long as he can get in those routes and, uh, and get open. I do like the 49ers here. That is my pick. I agree with you, Greg. I know you're, I'll let you do your analysis. I'm not going to talk too much on this one. Uh, I I I love some of the props that I'm going to do here. It's going to be um, Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdown passes. Uh, McCaffrey anytime touchdown will probably be in a parlay because he's he scores every week. Jared Goff over yards. I don't know what the what it actually is yet. Uh, I haven't looked, but I just I'm pretty confident I'll get that. I think he's going to be able to throw on this defense and. Uh, I do think the 49ers take it away, which is good for that prop because I think he's going to be throwing a lot. Uh, and I think I, the one prop I did look at that I know is, I think Jameer Gibbs over 12 and a half longest rush because I think the 49ers are susceptible to giving up yards, uh, chunk plays on both the ground and the pass. I like the 49ers here. I think we're getting 49ers-Ravens rematch. It'll be a good Super Bowl. Uh, it'll be fun. I, I, this game will be fun too because I think I think Detroit could have team of destiny type feeling. But I said this off the pot. I think I might have said this at the last game. I definitely did. I might have been cutting out. Uh, I think both these games, the spread is not that important. If you think Kansas City beats Baltimore, the three and a half won't matter. I think Baltimore kills them if they win. Same here. If the 49ers beat Detroit, I think they win by multiple touchdowns. And if Detroit keeps it close, I can see them winning outright. So spread helps, but Detroit money line would be the play, I think, if you're betting Detroit. I'm going to the 49ers, though. I think they win easily. Brock Purdy, welcome to Las Vegas. Steven? Yeah, I'm going to go the same, too. The Lions barely beat two teams that kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, I felt like they got the easiest competition so far in this playoffs, and I don't know if they're going to measure up to a team that has been playing as well as they have and how well they're able to scheme for other teams. Uh, I feel like the 49ers already played their hard playoff game against the Packers, and I feel like they're going to route the Lions here. Give me the 49ers. Hey, we're, we're in lockstep. Before you go, Greg, I want to just say one quick thing. This reminds me last year. I know you weren't in on this, but when I said I think that the Eagles are going to route the 49ers in the championship game, and I know we didn't get to see a full healthy Brock Purdy in that game, but regardless, I have that feeling that this is going to be the reverse of that where like, I I'm pretty, I'm confident in your pick. So just giving you credence. Now, maybe that's not a good thing because you're, you know, killing it in these playoff picks. I'm, I'm, I'm lagging back. So maybe you want to, maybe you want to be careful with your, with your unit size here. How big is your unit? Uh, <laughs> go, uh, go Greg. Um, yeah, I'm joining both of you guys. Uh, like you said, Steven, just a moment ago, the Detroit lions have had easily the weakest path to where they've gotten and honestly not super convincing wins in either game the la rams sean McVay pretty much gift wrapped that one for them and 
did some really interesting uh miss miss mistakes that I, I don't even understand what he was thinking um in some instances where he punted the ball back I think there's only like two or three minutes left uh rather than letting you know Stafford who's an amazing quarterback just throw the ball I think it was only a, I think it was only a 12 yard pickup that they needed um really surprising and um there is the element in this game that I do worry about which is Shanahan also uh, has some miscues and um, he had one last week against the Packers. I don't know if you guys remember this, but right before the half, uh, I think the clock was down to like a minute 14, minute 15, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And like Shanahan basically ran that clock all the way down to 30 seconds at, without really doing anything. And then attempted, I think, a 50-yard field goal with Moody, who's not like a like lock-it-in kind of kicker. And of course, the kick got blocked. Um but I think Shanahan was maybe obsessed with the idea of a double dip scoring, you know, before the half, getting the ball back, scoring again, and maybe kind of overanalyze the moment a little bit rather than just try to gain some yardage. Um, he 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 can have some questionable moments. I think he's a great coach, but there are some moments where you just go, I do not understand what what line of reasoning you're using. Um, but I think the Detroit Lions are finally going into a game where they really are just going to be outmatched. Um, I think the one bright spot will be the running game. You can run on the Niners. Uh, We saw it last week with Aaron Jones. You know, they're not the vaunted defense that I think they get hyped up to be. Um, That was the defense I think of last year and they're not quite at that level uh, this season, but I got to believe they're going to, they're going to come out firing. I think that they're going to be very hungry after that very close call against um, the Packers. We see this all the time in the NFL um, where, you know, if you're betting, you know, how a team did last week and thinking that they're going to do that this week, man, you're going to lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You got to really know it's a week to week thing. And these guys reset, they regroup and, and they learn and they're going to come out firing. I think they're going to have a lot of different packages with McCaffrey, especially if Debo's out. Um, and I think that he's going to play, I, I, I doubt he's going to be a hundred percent, but I think he will play and I hope he plays. Um, so I kind of view the 49ers as this exotic, like Italian sports car kind of right. Like okay. if one, if one part of that car is off, like the whole car feels off because everything is so connected and so important. And I think Debo is kind of like the transmission of that exotic sports car like he he gets that team into different gears he gives them different options um and when he is out we saw how they had to adjust on the fly now obviously shanahan's gonna have a game plan either way this time so there is an advantage there um he'll be ready to go if debo is able to play he's obviously probably planning for you know the chance that he's not going to go so um to not have that shock to the system mid-game i think is a big advantage for him and yeah, Campbell, it doesn't matter how much you hype up that team this year or this game, like it's not going to happen. I think that I easily see San Francisco covering this by, you know, I think the the, the margin of victory will be 14, 17 points, maybe even higher. I mean, you might want to look into some alt lines, but this isn't my bet of the year. I don't have bets of the year. I don't believe in that. Oh, come on. But I have a, I have a, <laughs> I, I don't do that. Um, but I have a very strong lean, as you know, Sterling to the 49ers here. Come on, just, just say it, just say it, bet of the year. I mean, it might be 
one of my larger bets of the year, but um, oh. I don't have a bet of the year. I don't do that. You know what, Greg? Bravo. Let's give a round of applause to Greg for that analysis. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Those are my balls it. Worked... by the way, as I'm standing up like Pat McAfee <laughs> naked for now. I was thrust <laughs> in the air with that take. Ready to j- I'm wait, glad wait, you... Go. What uh what Italian sports car are they? Um, I would liken them to a Ferrari, you know, something like okay. that. Nothing like not one of the super exotics, like you know, or not going uh like uh like the Pagini or whatever. What is that? Is it uh Pagani? The Pagani, yeah, the Pagani. I can't even. I didn't even say it right. Um, not like one of those super bespoke ones. One of the more like you know, name brand, uh, house, household name, um, exotics. Okay. If the, if the 49ers are a Ferrari, does that make the Patriots like a Fiat? That'd be, would that be the, um, this year's, this year's version or like a Vespo, you know, they're just like, (laughs) they they don't Um, actually, this year's version is, um, yeah, maybe a Yugo that doesn't start. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. But back in back in Brady's day, they were more like um like a used Nissan Maxima. <laughs> okay. I was gonna go oh, more three. like a nice like no, I, I think uh when Brady was when they were in their era, I would say like Toyota Land Cruiser, like you know, <laughs> just comfortable, comfortable, very reliable. You kind of always knew what to expect. Uh, and you know, Toyota, yeah, it never let you down. I think they were a Boeing 747 uh, or 787, whatever the one the Alaska Air, the door came off. Uh, usually reliable, <laughs> but uh, the Giants Super Bowls and that Eagle Super Bowl they, that they lost, you know, there's a few missteps there. Yeah. So sometimes doors fly off, but uh, gets you there fast. Uh, God, Tom Brady got me there fast for many years. Uh, the <laughs> uh, we are going to, you know what we're going to do next week? We'll do an episode next week. It's going to be like basically it won't be a Super Bowl preview. That'll be the week after. Let's do let's hunker down. We're going to do our mock draft. How about that? No little, little one round mock draft. So get your mocks ready. We're going to I just thought that we don't need to do an episode next week. Maybe we won't. Maybe this is live. We'll see where we're at. Um, anything else, though? I mean, it's it's getting kind of sad, right? Only only uh, three total. And um, I think maybe maybe we should go over some of the props we like this week. Oh, OK. Um, Lamar over rushing yards. I think it's 62 and a half. Last week was 50 and a half. He doubled yeah, it. I'm a, yeah. I'm on that one too. I've got that on my list. Yeah. Uh, I said the Gibbs one, I think Kittle anytime touchdown is pretty solid just because, uh, the lions kind of struggle against tight ends and yeah, it seems like he's a big play guy. So also maybe a Kittle receiving prop there. I don't know his yard total last week. I bet Ayuk. Samuel and Kittle over yards. And I was like, I hope mm-hmm. two out of three hit. Uh sorry, I said I went like six and one on props. I bet those. Uh that went one and three. But those are really small bets, actually. So don't even consider them. But don't want to lie to the listeners. Uh Kittle hit. But then honestly, it's it's I also like I haven't bet this and I don't know what the number is. You 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 can give props better than I because you you have a list already. I'm gonna do the research on the next uh tonight and tomorrow before I actually go out there. But I like, I, I think I'm leaning towards liking Mahomes over pass attempts. It's got to be somewhere in like 35 ish. I don't know what it actually is, but it's going to be somewhere around there. I think they're going to throw a lot. I it's, I don't think you can really run against this Baltimore. You can run against them, but I don't think they're going to be 
running that much. And Pacheco's also hurt. He just came back to practice. He's going to play, but I just read that well. Interesting. But uh, I like uh, yeah. I like Mahomes over 25 yards rushing. I like that too. I, th- I think that'll cool. hit. Um, I, I haven't done a whole lot of props, but I did do that prop for Baker last week, which like, honestly, I couldn't believe the odds on that. Like I, uh, I haven't told you this, Stephen, but I, I put a bet on um, like which quarterback last week in the divisional round would have the most passing yards. I put some money on uh, Baker eight to one. Like, Jesus. like you know yeah, what prop, I, I you... prop is for that this week? Cause I would bet that. It's got to be like four to one, right? I don't know. I'm saying I would bet Brock Purdy. I think the Lions just give up chunks of yards. Oh, it would be Purdy or nothing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I can't. I can't imagine it's four to one though. There's no way. I have to look it up. I'm gonna. I'll look it up while you're talking. Um, give give more props if you'd like. Um, I don't have a whole lot of others. Um, I really only had the Lamar over rushing, uh, Mahomes over rushing. And then I do like San Francisco team over 28 and a half. Um, I think they easily get to 30. I like, I, I feel like this is going to be an over kind of game at, at least for the Niners. I don't know what the Detroit Lions will do, but um, that's really all I have. I haven't looked into a whole lot of props. I'm just kind of starting to peek into this market myself. So, um, He will be the favorite. I don't know what it, I can't I can't find it right now. I'm just trying to go fast. Um, It'll probably be like plus one twenty five, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know because golf is actually close. So Lamar's over two oh seven. Yeah. Mahomes is two forty two. Uh, golf is two fifty five, and then Purdy's two seventy four. But can you give me the number for like? Can you do the same thing I did last week, where you just pick which one has the most passing? No, I so can't find that like right a, now. I, I was I'm uh, trying okay. to look for it. I'm I'm going on Caesars right now in DraftKings, but I'm not seeing it now. But I know it's there. I just have to. Yeah. I just don't want to like <laughs> filibuster for a long time while finding it. I do like I do like Purdy this week. Um, I think it's either Purdy or Golf. I think they're going to be the top two throwers. You know. But, yeah, and I could actually see I could see a path for Golf as well because if. The Niners do get up like handily. Obviously, they're just going to start running clock and maybe take Purdy out even. Um, so you could see Goff maybe in scramble mode, trying to pick up pick up yardage. Um, it's going to yeah. be one or four pe- one of four people, I think. That's pretty good math. Uh, we were waiting for you to yeah. we were waiting for you to chime yeah. in, Stephen. Thank you for breaking that. It's fifty fifty if someone gets it or doesn't get it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm trying to find this. Um, <clears throat> passing props. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't have it. Purdy's oh. two seventy six. I I don't know if I'll bet that two seventy six is a lot. I do like um. Wow. Okay, I like Jared Goff over one and a half touchdown passes. That's minus one fifteen. My biggest bet this last week, uh, prop wise was there was two of them that I that I went a little heavier on. It was. Packers team total over 20 and a half. They got to 21. Uh, that two point conversion scared me. I was very happy when they got it. And then I did Baker <laughs> over one and a half passing touchdowns and Baker yards. I think it was 258. That actually got to like 270 by kickoff. And I, I parlayed that and I bet them separately. Um, 
So I okay. did well. well so we're, we're, we're going to talk about props for next week. Like I respect that you had a, Oh, I'm saying, no, what I'm saying props. is what I'm saying is I like the over one and a half touchdown passes. I wanted to do Purdy, okay. but his is over two and a half at plus one sixty. So I'm kind of, gotcha. that's, I don't know, three touch. I well, guess he, I think he will get that, but that's, uh, that's a little, that's a little scary. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. You can get Purdy over 300 yards at, uh, three uh, over two ninety one at plus one thirty five. I'm good. No way. Do you like? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that's too high. Lamar Jackson passing rushing yards two seventy seven and a half. No. You're off. I man. like uh, Lamar Jackson takes the field minus ten million. The pass attempts from Mahomes is thirty six and a half. Yeah, that's. A little high, but I could see it hitting. I uh, I don't know. You can go down so many different avenues. I think um, I think I like probably a lot of the 49ers props that are going to come out. I haven't really looked at the market, but... I found one I like um, just now. I'll tell you the market. Brock stock, Purdy. Stock ticker BOO. 52-week <laughs> high. Uh, Brock Purdy to throw an interception over, over half an interception plus 110. He has so many turnover-worthy plays. You don't like that one, Greg? Draw a pick? No, I was just saying we should probably wrap it up. It feels like we're just having a conversation now. Yeah, we're just chopping it up, you know? Not many games left. <laughs> Can't chop up no more? This this is I've been chopping. This is, the, this is not 90% of the end of our <laughs> usually. Yeah. Steven, like do you have any props? Sterling just keeps talking as as we have become accustomed to. Uh, yeah, take over Pacheco rushing yards. Let me look at Okay, is. yeah, I could see that. Pacheco um, 63 and a half is his prop, 63 and a half. What's the over for yeah. um, Travis Kelsey yardage? Receiving yards? Um, yeah. 61 and a half minus 120. Oh, okay. Do you want any time touchdowns? Oh. Would you like any time touchdowns? Christian McCaffrey uh, minus three hundred to get a touchdown. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it. the McCaffrey touchdown. You just have to tie to like something else every time. To a, to a Gus Edwards anytime touchdown. Yeah. In the first that. game, Lamar's plus one ten, Edwards plus one thirty, Kelsey plus one twenty, Pacheco plus one twenty. Um, if you like a Mahomes rushing touchdown, which we don't get many of, it's five to one. That's not a bad prop. That's not bad. McCaffrey's minus 320. Iuke's minus 115. Samuel, even odds. Kittle, even odds. Gibbs, plus 120. Amon Ross, St. Brown, 130. And Laporta, 150. And then after that, it's like... I, I love the 5-1 to one you're getting. That's insane money. For Mahomes, yeah. Like, I mean, you I just like get a too. goal line. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a killer bet. He does not QB sneak, though. Well, I know, but he does. He does go. I mean, he does he, rush he, into the end He rolls all out time. though. He rolls out all yeah, the he time. Rolls out. We've seen yeah. that a million times. I know. I'm not. I'm not against it. He has zero rushing touchdowns this year, though. So, but no, I, mean, I know he's he doesn't actually. He's he's, he's due. due. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's due. Yeah, exactly. That might be a good bet. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, might, I might. I might. I might. put. I might put a few shekels on it. I might throw some coins. Yeah. <laughs> throw some pizza money on. A few schmeckles. Yeah, a few schmeckles. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah, five million dollars. That's what I'll bet on that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, 
that wraps it up. We have two, one, maybe two episodes to go. Uh, we'll do an episode next week. We, 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 we should keep one going. We might talk movies. What about Oscar preview? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm actually going through every Oscar movie right now. I'm watching every movie before the Oscars come out. If it's nominated for a, a major award, I'm not watching because one, you can't find them. I'm not watching international uh, short films. I don't know how I'm supposed to find those. Okay, jackass. Just, I'm not watching documentaries. I don't like documentaries most of the time. This is something I'm already interested in. But there's 22... Wait, actually, I made a list. There's 31 movies that got nominated for a major award. Have you seen Poor wow. Things yet? So. We just saw Poor Things a few days ago. That movie's good. What's it called? I'm watching Poor that uh, this Poor weekend. Things. What's it's it about? Emma, uh, honestly, going to it blind, but it's, um, it's Emma Stone, and basically she gets resurrected and uh hijinks ensue it's pretty funny oh she, it's a comedy poor thing i think it's considered uh, a comedy kind of. but it's yeah it's funny i mean i laughed a lot but i think there's it's like serious it's made, but also funny it's made by one of my favorite directors yeah the favorite who's uh yorgos yorgos he directed the favorites i can never pronounce his last name well, and he directed one of my favorite movies, hmm. uh, The Lobster. And also, Sterling, here's another movie that came out this year that's also up for a ton of uh, awards. Yeah, no. The, lo- the Lobster is a crazy movie. This is kind of like that. Yeah, so if you, it's, if really, you, it's really wild. So if you saw The Lobster, then you would like you would like four things. Okay, okay. It's very similar. It's the same director, so it's same kind of tone. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's really an interesting... It's one of that's my an top, interesting vibe. Yeah. Top three or five movies I've seen this year. So um DiCaprio got snubbed. That's all I'm gonna say. Just give no, it a minute. Bradley hey, Cooper. Steven, did you did did either of you guys see Past Lives? Yep, I saw it when it came out. I saw was it theaters. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I think a little overhyped. I've seen it twice. Uh I okay. uh, the it's shot really well, it's acted really well. Just the character to me, like, and the love story did not connect with me at all. And uh, my fiance didn't really like, quite get it. But, like, people who left the theaters with us, like, some people were, like, crying. Like, oh, and okay. I, I got why they felt that way. But, like, I didn't connect with, the, like, the love story as much. But I still thought it was, like, one of my favorite movies I saw this year. I just didn't really mm-hmm. get the... Uh, maybe you're watching, you'll get something different. I've just never had, like, a connection like that where it, I, I can relate to it. The biggest right. snub was Sound of Freedom. It's a, it's a weird kind of love, non-love story. <laughs> Which <laughs> Sound of Freedom, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, come wait, on. We're still recording. What the hell is this liberal Hollywood elite, you know? Sound of Freedom tells a story. Yeah. That'd be hilarious if they just all... They, they just It's just nominated, like, for for 25, uh, for 25 Oscars. It's, like, the most nominated film ever. Um, That movie fucking sucked, by the way. A girl and, tried to give me a ticket the to the movie, and I said, I'm good. I'm good. And end this podcast. Okay, we're done. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, with our Oscar preview. How about that? Was that our?